You're listening to the American Girl Podcast Network. American Girl and our friends at Listening Library have a special treat for us. In celebration of the new historical character, Claudia Wells, we have an excerpt of her first book, written by New York Times bestselling author, Britt Bennett, and read by Shayna Small. Keep listening with your girl to hear Meet Claudia and get the full audiobook wherever you get your audiobooks. Chapter One Stuck on the Ground And a one and a two. In the stuffy dance studio, the Harlem Angels twirled as their instructor clapped her hands to keep count. And staggering behind them was poor Claudie Wells, trying to keep up. She had joined her best friend, Nina, at her dance lesson, but Claudie was no dancer. She could barely sway in time to the phonograph in the corner of her parents' room. And the angels danced in complicated styles, ballet, tap, and even African dance. Today, Miss Zula was teaching a style of dance that she called griotic. A griot, she explained, was a traveling poet or musician in West Africa. A griot tells stories that keep history alive, said Miss Zula. Dance is a form of storytelling, too. Claudia liked the idea that stories did not always have to be written in a book. You could tell a story with your voice or your body. But when she danced, she felt too distracted to pay attention to the story at all. She was trying her hardest to keep up with the angels, worrying that she was just embarrassing herself. That's all right, Claudie, Miss Zula said. You'll get it. Miss Zula was endlessly patient, especially with Claudie, who needed more patience than most. There was no such thing as a bad dancer, Miss Zula always said, only an unskilled one. And you could always learn a skill if you practiced enough. Still, Claudie thought she would never be able to dance like Nina. Near the end of class, Claudie sat on the floor beside the other girls while Nina rehearsed her solo. As Nina lifted and leaped, Claudie held her breath. She was amazed each time she watched Nina glide through the air, floating on top of the music. But even as Claudie applauded, she felt a little sad. She hadn't been born with any talent, really. In fact, she didn't think that there was anything special about herself at all. Nothing, at least, that would inspire a crowd to cheer and applaud. There seemed to her to be two types of people in the world, those who flew in the air and those, like herself, who remained stuck on the ground. After dance class, Claudie hopped on her scooter to meet her father at Angelo's Bakery, where he worked. On any ordinary summer afternoon, she would have felt happy as she zipped along the sidewalk. She loved Harlem in the summertime, She loved riding past ladies in bright dresses, children playing marbles in front of their stoops, a street magician dazzling a small crowd with a card trick on the corner. She loved the rush of air as she zigged and zagged around parked cars and carts, past storefronts and cafes, and men hauling crates into shops. As she rode down 7th Avenue, she tried to muster that feeling of riding free through Harlem, swept up in the bustle and noise. But she was still thinking about Nina's solo, 
about all the dancers who had spun and twisted in ways that felt impossible to her. Why couldn't Claudie dance like that? Why couldn't she do anything special at all? At Angelo's, Claudie sat by the window, flipping idly through the June issue of the Brownies book. The children's magazine was published by W.E.B. Du Bois, a great Harlemite himself. He published a magazine for grown-ups called The Crisis. But Claudie loved the Brownies book because of its stories and poems and illustrations. But that afternoon, even the Brownies book couldn't cheer her up. She was reading about great colored heroes who had accomplished extraordinary things, and she couldn't even make it through a dance routine without embarrassing herself. In the bakery's kitchen, she asked her father if she had any talent. What do you mean? Daddy said, you're good at lots of things. In his white uniform, he stooped over a round vanilla cake, gently piping royal blue frosting along its base. Claudie always stopped by the bakery in the afternoons because her father could never resist offering her a sweet from the counter display. She also liked watching the writers at the cafe across the street. They sat drinking coffee and staring out the window, which was a sign, her father told her, that they were hard at work. Her mother had given her a leather-bound notebook with the maroon cover for her eighth birthday, and Claudie liked to imagine she might fill it with stories someday, but right now, she only fiddled with the notebook cover as she watched her father bend over the cake, so focused that his forehead crinkled. Like what, she asked. You're kind, he said. Smart, a good sister, friend. That's plenty special, ain't it? This was exactly what she expected a father to say. It didn't make her feel any better. Maybe, she said. He paused, glancing up at her. Maybe, he said in disbelief. What do you mean, maybe? Daddy, lots of people are good sisters, she said. Not to Jody, he said. You're the only sister he has. Claudie glanced over at her little brother, who sat racing his toy car along the windowsill. She tried to be a good sister, that was true, but it wasn't the same as being able to dance or sing or draw. No one applauded her for remembering to hold her brother's hand as they crossed the street. I just want to be good at something, Claudie said. Something no one else can do. It takes time, Daddy said. You gotta be patient with yourself, baby. I ever tell you about the first cake I baked? No, she said. I was about your age, he said. Wanted to bake a birthday cake for my mama. You should have seen it. All slumped over. Looked like trash piled up on the sidewalk. Tasted as bad, too. Her father smiled, dabbing a speck of blue icing onto her cheek. Claudie laughed, wiping it off. So how did you get better, she asked. I kept working on it, Daddy replied. After the war, I couldn't sleep for nothing. I would try sitting out on the fire escape or going for walks, but nothing settled my mind. Then I went into the kitchen and started baking. Claudie's father was a veteran of the Great War, World War I. 
he'd fought with the 369th Infantry Regiment. The Germans, who were the enemy, nicknamed them the Harlem Hellfighters. Claudie knew the name was a compliment. The Hellfighters had spent more time in the trenches than any other American regiment, and yet her father never boasted about being a hero. Instead, he returned home and became a baker. He'd grown famous throughout the neighborhood for his beautiful cakes that lined the bakery window. Claudie loved to walk by and see her father's work so proudly displayed. In France, he'd dug trenches and held guns. In Harlem, it seemed he wanted to use his hands to create something beautiful instead. He reached for the sugar shaker. How about you do the sugar, sugar? Daddy said. Claudia stood on the stool beside him, leaned over the beautiful blue cake, and watched the powdered sugar fall like snow.